You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators, and this is The Food Code. Happy Monday. We are here with some Monday mindset. Making massive... I think there's a lot of M's here. There's a lot of M's. There is. Making massive changes. Yep. It's this, time to do it. It's time to do it. And it, it can be scary and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think so many people stay stuck. Yeah. Because they're afraid of... They think of the worst case scenario. Like yep. they think of what if it doesn't work? What if, you know, what if nothing changes? What if... I, well, if nothing changes, then you learn what doesn't work. Yeah. You learn some more stuff. Yeah. Or, <laughs> you know, what if I fail? Because in the beginning, it seems really overwhelming, right? It feels like you're never going to get there. But this is to tell you that it is possible, right? We we have a saying that we love and says, you can do hard things. Mm-hmm. I can do hard things. I always, you know, kind of say that to myself, especially if I'm like pushing through a tough workout or, you know, just really don't want to do something. I'm like, I can do hard things. I'm going to yeah. show myself I can do hard things. I'm just going to show up, you know, and for many people, they've gone about making massive changes the wrong way, mm-hmm. frankly, because, you know, you might have focused so hard on something for a short period of time, let's say like 30 days or 60 days, and you just try to be 100% perfect. But then when that time frame is done, or that short term commitment that you committed to is done, you find yourself resorting back to old behaviors because you focused on way too much, and therefore nothing stuck. Mm -hmm. And so first, we want to talk here just about like, how you can start to think differently about your body and, you know, your life and this opportunity that you have to create change in your life. Um, And the the thing here is that I want you to think about why you want to make these changes and why they're important to you. What will they mean to your long-term health? What will they mean if you're able to make these massive changes in 5, 10, 15 years from now? Mm -hmm. And we also want to talk about honoring honoring your body along the way. Absolutely, absolutely. This is something that I think... And we've used this example before of like, imagine you have the ability to help someone and you have the choice. You can help someone that you hate, that you don't like Mm -hmm. very much. You can help some random person off the street. You don't know them very well. Or you can help someone that you love. I'd imagine that the person that you love, you you would be in a much better place helping them than you would the person that you hate. Imagine that person you're going to help is yourself and your body. And so many people go about this hating their body and they do everything out of spite. They do everything because I just, I have to get the weight off. I hate my body. I hate how I look in the mirror. When I work out, I think about just, you know, how much I hate my body and how I have to change it. And that's what drives my workout. Like you guys, that is not healthy. That is not healthy mentally. That is not healthy physically. Your body feels that stress. And I promise you doing this out of a place of hate will not serve you long-term. You have to show your body love because I want you to think about this. Think about all the shit you've put your body through. I can name quite a few things. Yeah. I can, you know, just just let's hone in on my college years for oh, a little God. bit. <laughs> and, and think about the crap food that I fed it. Like, I mean, you know, I will admit that I didn't know any better. And when we were on road trips for basketball and stuff, we weren't stopping at Panera. We were stopping at Burger King and truck stops mm-hmm. to, because like, obviously, you know, we were a D3 school and we didn't have all the money in the world to spend on food. So like, not the greatest. It was Subway a lot. Like that was Subway was the good stuff. Yep. Like, and so unfortunately, 
There was a lot of alcohol. There was a lot of fast food. There was a lot of not sleeping very well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my body's still working for me right now. Yeah. It's still showing up for me. Yeah. So I want you to think about all the crap that you've put your body through. Yeah. And the fact that your body still shows up for yeah. you. And I think back to different seasons of my life where, you know, Sunday fun day, for example, right? Like how much, you know, how much did I have to get in before Monday came? Like that last chance syndrome, right? Was it like starting out with brunch and Bloody Marys and, you know, let's say like, I'm going to come up with some crazy example here, but like fried chicken and, you know, We used to get a case of beer and, and yeah. my sister, because my sister and I are married to best friends, yeah. by the way. We used to get a case of beer because my sister and I lived together and our my husband and her husband, now her husband, used to live together. We used to get a case of 312, go over and play bags on Sunday, yep. drink all day. Eat some pizza, eat some throw pizza, some burgers, like, like all the all the shitty food. It was like, what what did I expect yeah. from my body? Yeah. What did I really expect from it? Like, <laughs> yeah. That it was just going to be like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll keep you nice and lean and healthy and, you know, functioning yeah. optimally. And then Monday came and you're like, I got to fast all day yes. or I'm going to go to the gym and work out for like two hours. I got to sweat it out. I got to burn off all these calories, right? And, you know, just not having a healthy relationship with food, not having a healthy relationship with your body. And so we want to talk about like, how do you start to honor your body? What have you done to show your body that you love it uh, and that you respect it? Right. And ultimately that you be that you're on your body's side. Yeah. Right. So I think when it comes to this, we need to think about what makes your body better. What are you doing to build your body up? Are you exercising regularly in a good fashion? So not super, super intense, not, you know, going balls to the walls every single day, um, but really, you know, doing some resistance training a few days a week, getting 10,000 steps, doing some mobility, you know, maybe you're cycling or maybe you like to run a couple of days a week. All those things are fine, Mm -hmm. but, you know, adequate exercise. Are you eating nourishing foods majority of the time? Mm -hmm. I would say no less than 80% of the time, ideally more like 90% of the time. No one can be perfect, but your body needs nourishing. Are you sleeping? Are you getting adequate sleep? Seven to eight hours a night, non-negotiable. Are you drinking enough water? A lot of people are, you know, dehydrated. Um, Are you limiting the toxins and the chemicals that are coming in that are not meant for your body to tolerate? Are you smoking, right? Are you doing drugs? Are you drinking alcohol? Mm -hmm. Multiple days a week. How much alcohol are you drinking in the sitting? Are you throwing back case of beer or you throw them back two bottles of wine or you throw them you know down a bottle of tequila what does that look like does that make your body better does it build your body up how much sugar are you consuming right how many days of the week are you eating candy mm-hmm. cookies cake sugary coffees from starbucks those types of things i know i used to do that shit all the time oh yeah right it'd be like starbucks in the morning get a, either a breakfast sandwich or like mm-hmm. um i love their pumpkin loaf you know oh, in the fall so good. their banana nut bread is fucking bomb <laughs> But like, think about all of these things that maybe you have done in the past Mm -hmm. and then think about what makes you feel better. And what we want you to shift into is coming from a place of love versus coming from a place of hate and resistance because you can only hate your body so much to push yourself into action for so long. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of times people make the wrong choices when they come from hate. Mm -hmm. They make the wrong choices of drastic actions. I have to remove all the carbs. I have to, you know, go to 1100 calories. I have to exercise way more. I have to, you know, do all of the pills or whatever it is, like all the supplements, all the supplements, whatever's going to fix this as fast as possible, because I hate myself so much right now that it has to be fixed versus people that are like, I've accepted that I have not treated my body well. I need to heal it. I need to fix it. I know it may take some time, but I'm in this now for myself, for my body, for my health. Those are the people 
that see the change long term. Yep. Because they have, you guys, I'm sorry, but there needs to be like a level of acceptance here. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a level of acceptance of the fact that we've treated our body like crap for some period of time and it's angry Mm -hmm. at us and it needs to be fixed. And so we can't just say like, oh, well, why can't it be fixed in 30 to 60 days? Like, why why isn't that okay? Because we haven't taken 30 to 60 days to treat it like crap. We've probably taken years, if not decades. And so those things add up. Mm-hmm. And we need to go to a place where like, we are in acceptance and we are in acknowledgement that we need to do better. Yeah. And to do better for our health and for our happiness, not because we hate so much how we look or how we feel, that it has to change right away. Like it has to come from a place of love. And like Liz was saying, the game hasn't changed, guys. The rules are still the same. It's exercise, it's nourishing foods, it's sleeping enough, it's limiting the shit you put in your body. Yeah, and it's not meal replacement shakes and processed foods all the time and eating 800 to 1,000 calories a day because that's what the shake plan put you on yes. like that is just as bad for your health as overeating no you know it's, it's like you guys we need to understand this and like liz was saying you cannot hate this into action we have to talk about the fact that love needs to be a part of this you may not love where you are right now we accept that you may not love how you feel in your skin or how you feel in your body but we cannot rush the process to try to feel better faster by doing shortcuts. Yep. You have to take the smart road, the road that will get you there effectively and will keep you there. Yep. Because I promise you the short road, the shortcuts, there comes with consequences. Mm-hmm. Like those things don't do great long-term. Yeah. You've got to honor your body and you've got to show up for it every day. So the other thing we want to talk about is discipline, right? Let's break this down. If you have a huge goal, You need to break it down into smaller goals and you need to get consistent, set small goals and really get consistent. So we like to break this down into kind of like micro versus macro commitments. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Because this is a concept that, you know, Becca and I both like we live by, we don't talk about it a ton, you know, because honestly, not a lot of people like can relate to it or ready to hear it. But we want to talk about it today because it's too perfect, right? Because so many people struggle either with discipline, self-sabotage, the yo-yo diet train, like it's not working. You know, you do something for seven or 14 days, heck, even maybe 30 or 60, 90 days and you quit and then you quit again and then you quit again. And every time you quit, you swing that pendulum harder the opposite way into, you know, the pizza, the booze, the ice cream, the cakes, the cookies, whatever that is. But in order to succeed, we have to start setting some micro goals and then we have to turn those into macro goals. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the first thing here is you also have to go into this believing that success is for you not just for other people, right? You see all of these things on the internet. You see on Instagram, like the fit bodies, which most of them, by the way, are photoshopped. They're fabricated, guys. Yep. And you think that that, that's what I want, but you don't truly believe that you can be successful. You don't believe that life could be great for you. You don't believe that if you really give this a go with your full effort, and you commit to doing it every single day for a year or two years, however long that it takes to get you there, that you'll be successful. And that alone will hold you back. If you don't start to shift your mindset along the way, and this is why we talk about mindset so much with our clients and the belief system that they have and digging deep into where do these limiting beliefs come from and what are the things that have truly held you back and caused you to self-sabotage, you'll never get there. So in order to succeed, you have to to believe that success is for you. Yeah. And you guys, I know this is about making massive changes in your life. Guess where massive changes don't come from? Massive changes. 
because if you try to make huge changes all at once, way too much, way more than you can handle, but you think like, I got to do it all at once because that's the only way that this is going to work is like, I have to change literally everything I'm doing right away doesn't tend to last very long because it's unrealistic. You burn out. You burn out. And that's the problem with the macro. We always look at the macro. I have to lose 50 pounds. I have to heal my body. I have to fix all of these. I have to fix my autoimmune. I have whatever it looks like. Like we look at these huge goals we have. We're unhealthy and we have to be healthy again. But that's not something that's easy to work for every day. That's a big goal that's overwhelming. It's kind of intimidating. And every day when you wake up and you're not there yet technically – you get discouraged. You get frustrated. A lot of people give up. Or they just shame themselves even more. Yep. Yep. And so we talk about micro goals because in my eyes, macro goals are just like a flow state. You are in a state of being like someone that is eating well, that doesn't have an issue with sweets, that doesn't, you know, treat their body poorly with a bunch of alcohol and drugs and whatever, that sleeps eight hours a night, that, you know, eats enough and exercises, but listens to their body. Like that's the macro goal. Yep. But that takes time to develop that. Mm-hmm. And how do you get there? You get there through micro goals. And what I like to think about with micro goals is something that is challenging, but realistic. Yes. Like, I'll be honest, if I said I wanted to work out two hours every day, that's not super realistic for me right now. Like, is it challenging? Yes. But I'm really busy with work. Liz and I are, you know, off the chains right now with work. We're, we're extremely busy. I have a child that I like to be present with. I also need my sleep and I'm already waking up at 5.15 to get my one workout in at that time. Mm -hmm. And so doing two workouts would be unrealistic for me long term. And so you need to look at like what is realistic for you, but what is going to push you. Yep. Not like, um, I'm going out to eat 10 times this week, so I'm going to change it to like eight times next week. I don't think that's much of a challenge. Yeah. I, I don't think that's enough of a change. So you have to find the sweet spot. What areas are you the most deficient in? Are you, are you drinking enough water? Okay. Don't make that a goal then because that's too easy. Maybe we need to make a goal of eating five cups of vegetables a day yeah. or starting to track your food. Or if you're not working out at all, I'm going to work out three days this week and I'm going to schedule them in and I'm going to show up for them. Like we need to make these micro goals because guess what micro goals do? They make you feel accomplished. Yeah. You can win your day with them. And then you're working towards something yep. that's tangible. And I think it's important to take an evaluation of where you are right now, right? Mm-hmm. If you're somebody who's not working out regularly, I think it's pretty unrealistic to say, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. Like you're not going to the gym any days of the week right now. Let's start with one or two days a week. Maybe it's not a full hour that you commit to either. Maybe it's that you go to the gym for 30 minutes. Maybe then you work your way up to 45 minutes. Maybe you, you know, do shorter workouts, 30 minutes, and then you go three, four days a week. Like what is that that's doable to you that is kind of, you know, going to push you, but also you can't negotiate breaking those commitments Mm -hmm. because you have to to get consistent. Micro goals are the only thing that's going to lead you to that macro goals in order to get to that flow state, right? And you might pick one or two things to focus on at a time, you know? So maybe you, you decide you're going to start going to the gym a couple days a week. You set the time frame, you plug it in your calendar. What's next? What's another place that you can improve? Like Becca mentioned, if you're going out to eat eight, 10 times a week, maybe you really challenge yourself to dial that back no more than once to two times a week. Create mm-hmm. that rule for yourself. Yeah. That in turn is going to push you to go to the grocery store, get the right foods in the house and prep. Yeah, absolutely. These these little micro discipline things are huge because when we just have this huge goal in mind, one, you probably feel like you have to take huge steps to get there, which are, like we said, unrealistic. And two, you have nothing to measure against every day. Like when I just want to lose 50 pounds and every day, like what am I really doing? 
like I eating healthier and working out like there needs to be measurable things because then you can say I'm doing this or I'm not doing this why am I not doing it and what do I need to implement to actually get it done so that's kind of like why these macro goals or micro goals are necessary and they also produce the macro Mm -hmm. the micros add up and they can also add up in the wrong way I think a lot of people discredit these Mm -hmm. because they think oh what you know one cookie is not going to hurt but then you have one cookie every day that week. And you know. seven cookies add up to over <laughs> a thousand calories, just in case anyone's wondering. That might be why you didn't lose some weight this week. Yeah. You know, one, I, I'm tired today. I shouldn't, you know, like, I'm just not going to get my, my workout. workout. Well, then it comes Thursday and you haven't done a workout at all. Yep. And so like you guys, these micro goals can work either direction. Mm-hmm. They can mean that we feel accomplished and feel like we're winning every day. Or if you're saying, you know, the little things don't matter then the little things add up and they do matter. They do matter. In either direction. And here's the thing. Excuses are like buttholes. They all smell. So And everyone's got one. And everyone's got one and they all smell. Okay? No matter how clean it is, it still smells. Okay? So I say that because a lot of people push things off because of how they feel in the moment. We can't rely on how we feel. A a large part of the time, I don't feel like getting up at 5 a.m. Maybe like 95% of the time, I don't feel like getting up at 5 a.m. But that's a discipline and a non-negotiable that I've created. Those are choices. And those are my actions that I take every single day because I was never going to become a different person or create massive change in my life if I didn't do things consistently, mm-hmm. right? I'm not saying you have to get up at 5 a.m. What I am saying is you have to stop the mental negotiations. You decide these micro commitments that you're going to make and you don't negotiate with them. No. You follow up, you show up, and you you get it done. Because you decided them. Yeah. You decided that these are what are challenging but realistic for you. So now you fucking stick to them, okay? Like, there has to be some tough love in this aspect. Like, Liz and I are all about listening to your body. And that's a, we've talked about that before. But, like, sometimes you have to tell your body to shut the F up because you need to do this because you committed to doing it. It's that and, voice, the voice yeah, inside your head. Absolutely. We Andy Frisella talks about the bitch voice all the time. <laughs> bitch voice is real. It is. And it's a bitch. Okay. Yep. And it wants us to stay comfortable. It wants us to stay stuck because that's easier. Mm-hmm. The path of least resistance, guys. It's what humans want to do, but it doesn't get you anywhere. You stay stuck. And so we need to start making the decision to change. And I think the problem is a lot of people identify with their choices. Bad and good Mm -hmm. the problem is when they identify when when they're bad you're lazy you don't feel like cooking you're a picky eater you don't like to eat a lot of healthy foods you hate vegetables like all of these things you start to identify with and then you convince yourself that you can't succeed because of them yeah you identify with them and that's just who you are so you'll never succeed because those things are who you are when in reality you can chase change your choices tomorrow you can change them in the next instant yeah you can change them right now you can make a single decision in this moment you can take a single action right now and that one link in the chain like that is going to be the next connection to the next link in the chain and so it can be as simple as you decide that you're going to go for a walk you're going to drink more water you're going to eat more vegetables right you're going to go to the grocery store and actually shop this week when you haven't gone to the grocery store in months because you've just been living off of I don't know what is it called Uber Eats or like the meal delivery services Grub or, or can Grubhub? I just say something really fast? I think it's Grubhub. I think it might be. They have a commercial right now of a bunch of like little animated people that are like dancing with their food. They're all overweight. 
Hmm. And I'm like, and it's like a catchy song and it's catchy music, but I don't know. I think it, I don't know why it bothers me, but it does. It's like, why is this praised? It's promoting obesity. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the, I'm totally reading because this commercial the, wrong, but every time I see it, Nick even knows now he's like, you hate this commercial. Don't you? I was like, I do. They're all fucking overweight eating fast yeah. food and dancing about it. That's, like, but that's how the food industry makes money. Right? I know. It is. It's very true. That's how the food industry makes money. Science and research has shown that they sp- put specific ingredients in foods to keep people coming back for more. We're fighting an uphill battle, guys. Yes. But so, it's our battle and we can take back control. And we can take control right now if you implement the small choices, the micro choices and have discipline day after day, week after week, month after month. Those little choices, as Becca was saying, they add up, they compound. And eventually you develop the macro discipline. You develop into a totally different person. You have a new identity. You are no longer the person that you were. One of my favorite quotes is, you know, maybe it's not so much about becoming the person that you want to be. Maybe it's about unbecoming the person that you are. And in order to become the unbecome the person that you are today, you have to make a choice and you have to make a commitment for yourself to yourself to become that peak performer, to become that healthy person, to become that person that you never thought that you could become, but you've got to be willing to put in the work. Mm-hmm. It's either hard now or it's hard later. Yep. And we get to choose our hard. Yep. Every single choice that we make throughout the day, it's either going to be a deposit or a withdrawal. This is good news, guys, though. Like this, is. this means this levels the playing field. Like mm-hmm. you can make these micro decisions and accomplish the macro goal like you only thought was meant for other people. Like you can now play in the game with them because mm-hmm. I believe me, no one that has accomplished great things is that special. They I'm just not chose special. differently. They I'm, chose differently. Yeah. They made the choice when other people's didn't. Yeah. Like that is what they talk about all the time. I promise you guys, LeBron James didn't get to where he is not practicing mm-hmm. and just being like, nah, I'll do it when I feel like it. Like he lived in the gym. Same with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan wasn't that talented for a while. He just worked his ass off. Mm-hmm. Like there are certain people that yes, are brilliant people are very physically talented people, but I can promise you if they didn't choose to work hard, that talent could have disappeared real fast. If they and didn't choose to use it and practice it and implement it day after day after day, they wouldn't be so special to us. Yeah. But they also have their own struggles. And that's the thing mm-hmm. that people fail to see is that those people are humans too. And I love like, you know, looking at Kevin Hart and The Rock and Michael Jordan and some of these, you know, celebrities out there who are actually humble. They talk about, and Matthew McConaughey in his new book, he talks about these things, right? Like they just chose to put in the work. They chose to put in the time, even when they couldn't see the rewards that were going to be reaped. Matthew McConaughey in his new book, he was talking about the fact that, you know, he wanted to get out of some of the roles that he used to play. It didn't fit him. He didn't feel, you know, in his gut, in his heart that those roles that he was taking on were right for him. And they were coming back and they were offering millions and millions of dollars, like insane amount of money to like be in certain movies. And he kept saying, no, he's like, that's not the role that I want to play. I don't want to be like even identifying with some of these roles anymore. And so he chose a different path and he sacrificed a lot of different things along the way, including a lot of opportunities to make a lot of money, but he wasn't willing to sacrifice his happiness. And I think that's one thing that we all have to decide for ourselves is you deserve to be happy, but you are sacrificing your happiness the longer that you choose to stay stuck and the longer Mm -hmm. that you choose to prolong making these massive changes that you need to make. So today, your homework or your goals, your focuses for this week is to evaluate where you're at 
and decide and make one to two commitments of what you're going to do for yourself this week to start working towards that macro goal. Mm-hmm. And if you do this day after day, week after week, month after month, you never know. Six months, a year from now, heck, two, three years from now, your life could be in a totally different place. Not even just with your health and your physical being, but your mental health, your emotional health, your job. Maybe there's you know a relationship that you want and you're seeking, but you're not ready for that yet because you haven't take care and taken care of yourself, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's a promotion that you want, but you need to start showing up for yourself first so you can show up productive at work to earn that promotion, to gain that respect, to get that promotion. Maybe it's something that you need to commit time into doing, such as studying or researching or going back to school. The longer that you put off these things, the longer you're going to stay stuck. And most people who are stuck are not as happy as they could be or as they deserve to be. Yeah. Sometimes the journey's scary, guys. And sometimes the journey's frustrating and overwhelming and, you know, confusing. But I would imagine that going on the journey is better than just staying where you are. Just take the step, like take the step to make the changes and implement those things so that you can start moving somewhere. You can start learning something like action is always better than inaction. I promise you. So even though it's scary, even though you're not sure of it, do it anyways. I heard a quote the other day. I was, I put it on my stories. I was doing a Peloton ride and Allie love, I love her. She has great one-liners. She goes, are you ready? Yes or yes. Because we were about to do a hard part of the ride. And I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> like, yes. And even though you're not ready, yes is still the answer. Yes. Okay. So are you ready? Yes or yes. Have an awesome Monday. Thank you all so much for being here. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best thing that you could do for us as a gift to us would be to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag us, share it on Facebook, whatever platform that you listen, or just tell a friend, invite a friend to listen to this podcast. Um, The more that you can kind of share with word of mouth, the more people that we can touch throughout the world. And leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.